Social Zoom Factor episode 173. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life Zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Hope everybody is doing great today. I cannot believe we are in the month of October. Can you believe it? It's almost time to get out, you know, the Halloween costumes or figure out what I'm going to be. Uh, anyone who knows me and our family, my partner in business and life, Josh Moore, I have to tell you a funny story because he, for the past, what is it, seven, eight years, has dressed as Elvis Presley. So he has this expensive outfit he ordered years ago. And it is so funny because every year he is aging just as Elvis did. <laughs> so at least he's not doing any of the wacky drugs and that type of thing. But it's it's pretty much um, a hoot for anybody who knows him. And so follow me this month and you'll be sure to uh, see some pictures. I'll probably be posting on Instagram or Twitter and my Facebook. My Twitter name, as you know, is Pam Marketing Nut. Do a search on Google and pick the flavor for how you'd like to communicate with me. But how do we know in our business and in our life when we are truly inspiring and connecting and helping our audience achieve their goals? Okay, we are smack dab in the middle of a new series we started called The Inspiration Age. And it's welcome to the inspiration age. Are you ready? That's the question. So today we are talking about how to measure and know if your content is valuable. How do you know if what you're doing online, if the content you're producing, if the images you're creating and posting, if the status updates you're putting on Facebook, if, you know, what you're doing out on Pinterest, the boards you're setting up and, you know, the communities that you are creating, maybe you have Twitter chat going, maybe you're using the new video streaming platforms like Periscope and Meerkat and, and Blab, maybe you're into collaboration. How do you know if your efforts are actually providing value? value to your audience and to your community. So today I'm going to give you seven easy ways, seven easy metrics for you to look at, 
to start to understand if your content is valuable because it's something we talk about a ton. And I do a lot of keynote speaking and training and workshops, as you know, and on this podcast. And we talk always about providing value, make sure you're inspiring your audience. So a lot of the questions we get are, how do I know, Pam? How do I know that my content is valuable? How do I know that my audience sees value in it? So hopefully today, this podcast is absolutely going to help you know and know where to go look, what data that you can dig into to know if you are providing value. And I encourage you to check out the first three episodes that we did on this inspiration age. And it started at episode 170, which explains overall what the inspiration is. 171 talks about how to connect with your audience in a human way. And then 172, I talked about the riches being in the niches. And should you narrow your focus to a specific niche or multiple niches? And the answer is, is yes, you need to at least be considering that. So check out those other three episodes as well. And then let's dig in. So remember, when we are wanting to connect with our audience, we need to inspire, connect, achieve. So our belief is that we truly need to inspire our audiences to connect with us with a goal of helping them achieve their goals and objectives. It's inspire, connect, achieve. And you cannot inspire, educate, delight, entertain your audience if you don't know them. So everything we're talking about today is assuming, and you know, I hate to assume, but it is assuming that you have taken the time to understand your audience. You know who they are, you know what they need from you, you know why they need it from you, you know where they're hanging out online day or night, and you know how to serve them value. And so we're talking about how do you know if your audience is seeing that effort, that content, that, that time and money that you are spending in content? Is it paying off? Is your audience seeing value in that? So number one thing is obviously revenue. That's the easiest metric for us to look at. And unfortunately, so many brands, big and small, tend to overlook this when it comes to social media. And they think, oh, you know what? I can't get an ROI out of social media. I'm never going to be able to actually generate revenue utilizing social media. So I'm just going to count that out. And I want to tell you that's so far from the truth. You can absolutely utilize social media to generate revenue. Now it's going to take you time to get there. And if you've ever heard me speak or attended one of my workshops, you're probably very familiar with the sideways um, funnel that I use and where it basically imagine a triangle with the long side being on the right and the fat side being on the left. On the fat side where we're building communities, we must build communities. We are about creating opportunities that we can nurture relationships and and over time convert some of those relationships into an authentic relationship that maybe they become a brand, you know, advocate evangelist. Maybe they become a paying customer, paying member of your community. Maybe they're consuming your content at a fee. They're buying your products or service. It is going to take time for them to get there. But revenue is one of the best metrics because if you are selling and you are closing business from your content, you know you're providing value. And we have had some 
really fun and interesting leads lately, actually business that have closed where people, when we, we always ask, okay, how did you learn about us? Many of them found us from a blog post from four years ago, four or five years ago. Some of them are very opinionated blog posts. Some of them are straight out. Here's how you do it type of blog post, but they come to us and they say, I found you from this worksheet. I found you from this blog post. They are ready to do business with us from the moment they, they submit a contact form to us, from the moment they submit an email to me on LinkedIn or wherever it may be. Now, many of them are not even looking at our competitors. They have made the decision. They aren't getting uh, competitive bids. They are just coming to us because they have followed our content for so many years. All right. So that is value. I know for a fact the ROI that I have on my podcast, the ROI that we have on our blog, the R that we have ROI on our Get Real Chat, Twitter chat that we run, and many other things. Okay. So if you are generating revenue from content, you will know that. You will know how and what is working. Number two metric is engagement, okay? And I don't mean just, are you getting some replies on Twitter? I want you to think deeper on this. Are people truly engaging with you? Are they retweeting your content because you are in some you know, social buzz club where everybody is retweeting everybody's content? That's not real engagement. When you are retweeting co- someone else's content just so you can get a retweet, is that really engagement? And yes, that person may like you, but you need to look at it are they really your peer more than they are your ideal customer? And I did a podcast on this a while back. I'll make sure that I put a link to it in the show notes uh, page for this episode. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 173. And, but I did an episode on, you know, social buzz versus social bucks. And many people get caught up in social buzz thinking that they're rocking the social world when in reality, they're just talking to themselves. And we have worked with a lot of, this happens a lot with, you know, SMB, small, medium business type of clients, uh, you know, the 20 to 50 million in revenue uh, where they may have like 100 to 400 employees and they're very social company. But when we go and we actually do the research and find out, okay, who's actually talking to you? It's actually them just talking to themselves. So they're not getting a lot of engagement from their real ideal customer, the audiences they're wanting to reach, the industry influences that they're wanting to reach, maybe the media they're wanting to reach. And that's why it's so important for you to know who your ideal customer is, for you to prioritize your audience. And if you haven't done that yet, you must go download our white our worksheet that is the post audience analysis worksheet. And it is based on the Forrester research post methodology. And it will help you put a framework around your social media plan and strategy. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. And I guarantee that that will help you. But in regard to engagement, you want to be looking at, are people talking to you? Are they having a conversation deeper with you than just thank you for the retweet, you know, or thank you for this? Ask them why, you know, are you engaging back with them? If, if they don't engage back with you again after one tweet or one comment, then are they really engaging or were they only engaging with you so that somebody would click through to their link? So you need to start to get to the root of why somebody is engaging with you. Are they joining your events? Are they joining your community? So if you have, you know, an offline event or online event, are they joining that? You know, are they engaging in real conversation? And that leads us to tip number four or metric number four, which is, 
Is your community truly thriving? Okay. So are people within your communities, whether that be Facebook or Instagram or uh, Twitter communities or Blab communities, wherever you are, is it really thriving? Are the people in the community connecting in a human way? Are they helping one another authentically? Are they helping each other grow in life and business? Are they sharing their best stuff with each other, right? Is your community um, talking and sharing and laughing and crying and debating? Like all of those things are really good, okay? So you need to look at, at that community and and is that engagement happening with you kind of at the center and even when you're not at the center, when you're not around, are people still communicating? Okay. Metric number four is qualitative feedback. So qualitative data, and this is feedback that you get. This may be from an email that you send to your list. You know, people that are, are people replying back and saying, Pam, thank you so much for this content. I get this all the time. Every time we send an email to our list of over 50,000 people, I have pages of people that are telling me thank you. Like, thank you so much. I That is qualitative data that I know they like it. And if they don't like it, they tell me they don't like it, right? I had one guy tell me that he didn't like how bossy I was on my subject lines. And he said, you know, quit telling me to stop doing something. Well, I respect him, but in reality, I know that he is not right. He's not right for our ideal customer because with our customers, we tell them what we truly believe believe is right or wrong. So a lot of time the feedback is telling you whether you are even attracting your ideal customer. So I have a lot of respect for these, this guy, he's associated with a large university, that type of thing. But would we ever work really well together in a customer client relationship? I don't know. That's probably up for debate because if he's not liking the tone of my email subject line, then he may not like working with us because if I work with him, I'm probably going to tell him the same thing. So the moral of the story with this is that you will know whether you are attracting your ideal customer or not. Okay. Even that type of of feedback I got from him tells me that people are reading my messages and it's impacting them one way or another. Right. So uh, qualitative data may also just be conversation. This includes conversations that are happening out on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, wherever you may be, Periscope live streaming. What is that qualitative feedback? What are people saying? What's the tone of the conversations, the thankfulness that they have, the lack of thankfulness that they have? Uh, Are they calling you out for something you need to be called out for? Look at the data and listen to it. They are telling you it's a gold mine of information in that qualitative data if you take time to read and to truly listen to what people are telling you. All right. I know we are getting deep into some content here, but I still have three more metrics for you to measure, to know if your content is valuable to your audience, to your ideal customer. But please hold on while we hear a few words from our sponsor. I will be right back. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition with one little tweet 
email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Do you ever feel stuck in a rut like your online business and social business isn't all that it could be? The Marketing Nuts Agency helps small businesses clear up to the Fortune 50 brands, provide clarity and vision for current and future programs. The Marketing Nuts believe in ROI-driven decision-making while still inspiring audiences with relevant content. From social business strategy and consultation, influencer marketing, to corporate training and workshops, and fully outsourced digital and social programs, the Marketing Nuts helps you prioritize your investment, impact business goals, and inspire your audience to invest in a relationship with you. To start the conversation, visit www.themarketingnuts.com with a Z.com. I'm back. All right. Metric number five. Now we're going to talk about a few quantitative metrics. Metric number five is your website analytics. So Google Analytics is a gold mine. And I've done a couple different episodes on these types of metrics. I've one specifically on the top 10 metrics, I believe it was that you need to look at for Google Analytics. I will make sure I put a link in the show notes page for that. But bottom line, your website statistics are a gold mine. You need to be looking at things like bounce rate, how quickly and from what page are people immediately bouncing out of your website. If your bounce rate is like 60 to 75% on your business website, you have a problem. If people are landing on whatever page it may be, your homepage, and they, 75% of them are bouncing out and not visiting any other pages, you've just wasted all your effort on everything you're doing. All those beautiful pages of content and, and blog content you may have and image visual marketing and images and descriptions of who you are and what you are and how you're going to help them is all for nada for nothing if people are not seeing it. You have approximately 10 seconds for your website visitors to determine whether they're going to stick around on your website or not. Okay. It's up to you to keep them. The one that got away, that huge lead that came to your website and bounced out is going to do nothing for your business when they bounce out. So you need to know what content is sticky. What are, what are the pages that people are liking and valuable Google Analytics will tell you that. What pages have the the longest time on site? What are the pages that most people are are reading for the longest time? Why are they doing that? Look at the trends and, and look at that data to see what content is showing to be most valuable, right? What is the content most shared? What is the content referral sources? Where is that content, um, those visits getting referred from? Is it other people who have written about how awesome that content was? And you're getting links, you know, to that content and people are then visiting your blog or your website, right? Where is your traffic coming from? Is it also a gold mine? 
And that's all in Google Analytics if you just take the time to understand it. And we work with brands of all sizes. And I am amazed how from solopreneurs up to enterprise fortune 20 brands, they're not even looking at these, you know, million dollar web analytics tools that they have invested in. When it comes down to the actual, you know, social and marketing team, even the digital marketing team, they're like, oh yeah, you know, we have a subscription to Omniture or whatever, maybe, but we don't have access to it. Come on, people. If you have access to these types of platforms, particularly enterprise analytics, you as a digital marketer, you need to do your job and look at the data that is available to you. There's no excuses for this anymore. Metric number six is the social network metrics, okay? This is another thing. There's no excuses. This data is available to us now, right? You can get on Facebook. You need to look at the demographics of your Facebook community. You need to look at how far is your content reaching? What is the organic um, reach and shares? Where is your content getting spread? Who's sharing it, right? What is the type of content? How good are your images, um, you know, resonating with your audience versus text updates versus video. All of that is available for you. So check out Twitter analytics. It's free and it's loaded. It'll tell you what content's getting the most shares, what content is getting retweeted the most. If you post a Twitter video, for example, you can see exactly how many engagements you got on that post as you can on any Twitter post. So you need to take the time to understand the social networks of which you are investing in and know what's happening on those social networks. How are people engaging with you? How are they seeing your content valuable or not valuable? Those engagement metrics, those community growth metrics, uh, the demographic metrics are going to tell you who is seeing your content valuable or not, all right? You've got to do your job. Metric number seven is opt-ins. So do you have an email list? If you don't, you need to have one. And I did an episode a long time ago on email marketing is not dead. So if you are not using email marketing, you should be. And you need to get that incorporated and integrated into your business. This works for the majority of clients we work with. Uh, Building an email list is something you need to be doing. It gives you direct access to that device, to that person when they wake up in the morning, when they go to bed at night. We keep our phones. Did you know that 90% of people keep their smartphone, their mobile device in their hand within arm's reach 100% of the time? Okay. And email is one of the top apps used on a mobile device. Okay. And listen to the episode I did, if you don't believe me, on email marketing not being dead. It is loaded with statistics that I guarantee you, if you think it's dead, you listen to the facts in that podcast and you are going to think differently. But is your email opt in list growing? right? Our email list, we have grown since early 2014 uh, from just over 12,000 on our list to now we're approaching like 55,000. Okay. It is growing exponentially. And I haven't even had time recently to create many new call to actions, which we're getting ready to launch quite a few more. So, um, but we put a focused effort last year into our landing pages and to call to actions and making sure that we have valuable resources and worksheets. And you can go check those out at any of our sites at my blog, pammarketingnet.com, socialzoomfactor.com, where all of this content is, or our 
agency site at themarketingnutswithaz.com. There you will see loads of resources and you will see case study of exactly how we are getting people and inspiring them to opt in to receive resources that are going to help them in business and life. It's not just about getting people to sign up for your newsletter, right? Don't be tweeting things like, sign up for my newsletter. Why? As I always say, why is the number one question you need to be answering? Why should I sign up for your newsletter? What value am I going to get at the end of it? Am I just going to get emails of you bragging about yourself and all the awesome things you're up to all the time? Or are you actually going to provide me value, right? You will know based on the email growth rate of your list and the email dropout rate, your email open rate, you will know by the qualitative feedback you get when you're sending emails, um, whether people are valuing your content or not. So email marketing can truly be used as a hub for measuring the value of your content if you integrate it correctly. So to quickly recap, I'm going to give you the seven metrics. Okay. We had generating revenue. Number one, number two, we had engagement data. Number three, we had community data looking at, is your community thriving people connecting in a human way? Number four, we had qualitative data, feedback, thank you conversations. Number five, we had website analytics and statistics. Number six, we had social network metrics. And number seven, we have opt-ins and your email marketing data. There you have it in a nutshell. Now you know where to go look, go dig into the data and know whether your content is providing value because it's not about throwing social spaghetti content at the wall and hoping that it sticks. It's about creating a true integrated platform that can work when you're not working. A platform that connects your blog and your website with your social and digital platform, you know, it's integrated digital platform that is going to help you achieve your goals and help your audience achieve their goals. So I hope this podcast has helped you today. I thank you for hanging with me for, you know, 25 minutes. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.